welcome to High Tide, Low Tide, the podcast where we talk about all things mental health and where we share our stories with the knowledge that it could just be the lifeline of hope for someone who is hurting and afraid that they're the only one. I'm your host, Lisa Scanlon, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. Just a little reminder here, guys, that we are discussing mental health in this episode, so we may touch on things like suicide or self-harm, which may be a trigger for you. As always, I'll pop resources in the show notes or know that you can call Lifeline 24-7 on 13 11 14. Hey guys, and welcome back to High Tide, Low Tide. This week, I am joined by a fabulous guest, and his name is Stefan. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited for our chat today. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different to um, the usual in that um, it's going to be a little bit less personal story and a little bit or a lot bit more about mindset. Love that. Love that. All for that. I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's do it. (laughs) So um, let's start off if you would like to just give us a little bit of an introduction about who you are and what you do. For sure. So I'm Stefan from Adelaide, 24 years old. I'm a mindset coach and physiotherapist, currently working seriously with some elite athletes, specifically in the tennis space. Mm-hmm. I'm also the co-founder of Man on Purpose with my brother Kane Dover. Mm-hmm. And I'm just on a mission to inspire others and help others find themselves in the purpose. I love that. So if um, you're an avid listener of High Tide, Low Tide, you would probably have already heard us talk to, or me talk to Kane a couple of episodes ago. So this is the other half of, as you mentioned, Man on Purpose. Yes. Um, And so we will get to that definitely down the track. Um, You said that you uh, work in physio. Yeah. So I graduated physiotherapy in, uh, what, two years ago? Yeah. And then got into the space of mindset coaching, translated that into the body and the mind, and then just found my niche with athletes and wouldn't yeah. go back for anything. Amazing. And tennis, right? Tennis, yeah. yeah. We were just sitting on the couch before recording, and I always say I need to not have those chats on the couch because we talk about so many good things. But um, it's we've just had the Adelaide Open and then the Australian Open here. Yes. And you've just been loving every second of that. Yeah, so I pretty much spent every <laughs> single day at the Adelaide International, which was mm-hmm. based in Adelaide, and then obviously the Grand Slam, which is held in Melbourne. Yeah. Which is a massive event. And if anyone's never been to the Australian Open or watched tennis, as I highly encourage Lisa, yeah. go out and check it out. Next year. I'm going next year. I'm holding you to that. Yeah, I'll send you a You're photo going. of myself Please. From, from once I'm there with a champagne in the hand, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And who's your favourite tennis player? Novak Djokovic. So that's a huge, yeah. huge night. Last night, 22 yeah. Grand Slams, 10 Aussie Opens, mm-hmm. equaled the record for the most Grand Slams with Rafa Nadal and he's just a massive inspiration for me and what mm-hmm. I do in my life. So if that. he's listening, big shout out to Novak. <laughs> God, if he's listening, I would love that. <laughs> you better tag him in this. You better be oh, listening. Absolutely. And 20, because it was 22, right? 22 Grand Slams. Yeah. And that's my favourite number. Really? Yeah. Because two is my, this, I'm gonna, this is going to sound so it. stupid, but two is my favourite number and 22 is two twos, like next to two each other. Yeah. And there's just something very pleasing about that. <laughs> love it. 
And that's a little weird story about me for today. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, well, I mean, that was a good win, though, being your favourite player. Absolutely. And, yeah. I, the what emotions behind tennis, I get super emotional and yeah. that's where my competitive side comes out. Mm-hmm. Like when I watch tennis, I feel that I'm completely in my element, whether mm-hmm. I'm watching sport or playing sport or helping others achieve results that they want in their lives. And that aspect of witnessing someone achieve greatness yeah. is for me just, yeah, I feel them achieve that greatness yeah. as if I did it myself. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I love the that ability to, you know, it's, it's like a, not – it's kind of almost like a form of empathy, but not like feeling, I guess, the the bad or the sad that someone else is feeling, but feeling that. I feel that too, trust yeah. me. They always <laughs> I feel bad and sad and I'll probably start crying. But I feel both sides. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get into the mindset coaching side of things? So with mindset coaching, it's very interesting because it's such a open field where anyone can claim to be a mindset coach anyone can say that they do this or they do that or they inspire others which Mm -hmm. is incredible because everyone has an incredible gift to inspire or share their story and their truth Mm -hmm. with the people they may be working with but for me I found that from a very young age people were approaching me for advice people felt that I had the ability to listen and understand their personal journeys and make them feel comfortable with what they had to share Mm -hmm. and by me noticing that from the age of maybe 14, 15 in sporting environments or working part-time at uni, at school, I noticed that I was more and more drawn to helping others. Mm-hmm. And when, and then this mindset coaching came out and it became a big thing. Yeah. I was like, okay, let me, let me jump on board and see how I can inspire others and help them find their purpose and their true value in life. Mm-hmm. And then by doing that, while I was doing mindset coaching, I was also studying physiotherapy. Mm-hmm. And through physiotherapy, I was able to connect with the body and the mind, which I think is such a powerful connection to have where I understand the body on such a deep level. Mm-hmm. I understand the mind and I understand people's emotions and actions and why someone may act out of a place of love or why someone might act out of a place of fear. Yeah. And then by incorporating those two sides, it just allowed me to fully excel in that space of helping others and then obviously being an athlete and mm-hmm. being heavily involved in sport from a young age, I noticed that I wanted to help serve the athletes because mm-hmm. growing up I was so dedicated to school that when it came to sport, I was always wanting to be that professional athlete and I was specifically in the space of tennis. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that I wasn't going to make it. Like, And that's once again a mindset thing. Like if I told myself I could make it, I probably could have made it, but I told yeah. myself I couldn't because I was so dedicated to my studies and obviously parents were telling me, oh, you've got to finish your studies, you've got to do your studies. And now that I finished my studies and I incorporated the mind, I was like, my ultimate mission is to help athletes achieve what I never achieved. Yeah. And that's that, you know, that age old saying that we hear that's like, whether you believe you can or you or you can't, you're right. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, the more you think on that sentence, the more it you know, can be true because, I mean, you know, if I was to throw out, oh, you know, well, if I can, if I believe I can fly, I mean, that doesn't really translate. I'll doesn't probably, <laughs> well, I guess it depends how you, you look tried? at it. <laughs> you know, no, I yeah, I understand. I'm not going to sprout yeah. wings and jump off of the, you know, top yeah. of a building, but it that's mindset. A, can I just say that's a very interesting topic because, mm-hmm. for example, okay, well, let's use flying as an example. Mm-hmm. 
we say that we can't fly and we can't fly. Like phys- physically we can't fly, but maybe we've been designed to not be able to fly because we've been taught that we can't fly. Oh, yeah. Because that, like, ultimately what you're putting out there is what you're going to manifest. And yeah. the way that your body's designed is that you can't fly because you've told yourself you can't fly. Yeah. It's like saying, oh, I can't run 10Ks. You can't run 10Ks because you've told yourself you can't run 10Ks. Correct. But those are two extreme different yeah. Like, I'm going yeah. extreme here. Yeah. But maybe we've been deciding not to be able to do something because we've told ourselves that we can't do it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I do understand yeah. what you're saying. It's extreme, but... There's a possibility, like we don't know what like it is. Evolutionary what, exactly. wise, like yeah. back. Yeah, let's go that. Yeah. Like <laughs> then flying. <laughs> yeah. Um that's yeah, yeah. Uh that's a yeah. very good way of looking at it. Yeah. For anyone who maybe doesn't really know, how like what is mindset? Like when people we, we hear this word a lot these days, yep. it's definitely become more popular over the last few years. For someone who maybe hasn't really heard much about it, how would you describe mindset I think the best way I can describe what mindset is is the way you teach yourself to think Mm -hmm. so if you allow yourself to fully feel to fully function to know what you're destined for to trust and fully believe in yourself it's crazy what us humans are able to achieve Mm -hmm. and by understanding yourself and understanding what mindset is it's pretty much setting your mind for yourself to succeed or achieve or be the best version of yourself mm-hmm. because I'm not going to go too much into success and stuff because success is yeah. so subjective. Like I've asked someone what does success mean to you and someone might mm-hmm. say to be the best parent or the, yeah. be the best brother. But then what does that Correct. mean? For someone success further. could be to have a private jet and own a multi-million dollar company. Yeah. So success is so subjective and there's no right or wrong, which is such a beautiful thing because I yeah. could ask you, for example, what does success mean to you? Ooh, I think ooh, I've never had a yeah, guest so, throw a so question ha- back ha- at me. <laughs> <laughs> My turn to overtake this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think, ooh, success for me would boil down to free, a feeling of freedom. Amazing. And, you know, that could come down to being financially able to do as I please and travel as I please. But it would also mean, like, I'm happy and able to give back like um I feel like I'm quite similar to you and Kane in that what lights me up is service to others so I feel like being able to serve others is success for me I love that answer thank you (laughs) and that was on the spot as well so I I love that (laughs) (laughs) that great answer but you know to someone else they might you know be like that sounds awful I don't want that I want a, you know, a jet and a, you know, seven cars. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. Like, if that's your definition of success and you know that that's going to fulfill your happiness, yeah. then by all means, go out and do it. Yeah. And go for a moment, it. like, when I think of success, you know, I picture the the house I want on the Esplanade at um, Aldinga or Port Wollonga, you know, and the good beaches. But that's not something I would have to have to feel successful. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would be like a bonus add-on. I love that. So, yeah, I don't think it would boil down to success. And I feel like your house. definition of success is truly deep for yeah. yourself and it's to your core. It's out of a place of love and a place that you know will fulfil you and drive you to be that better person. Yeah. Which is special. What's success for you then? Success for me is to just inspire as many humans as possible mm. because I feel that the more people I can help and guide and mm. help them find their purpose and their truth and 
help athletes perform in the highest standard, that me seeing them achieve incredible results or seeing someone transform their lives, mm. that brings me so much happiness and fulfilment. Yeah. And through that, I feel like if you, I know that if you follow your truth and your purpose and you keep success as simple and basic as possible, you actually achieve so much more than what you set out to achieve. Yeah. It'll just kind yeah. of energetically, to, well, my belief is that when you start to, you know, do what's authentic to you and follow what you believe and what you love and what you find that you're passionate about, it changes your energy and then that energy actually attracts more of those good things towards yes. you. So yes. that's my two cents. I agree. <laughs> Let's make that four cents. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But in terms of, like, mindset, like, for me, if someone wants to ask me, like, what is mindset, for me it's, like, mindset is the way that you think. And I believe that all of the experiences that you go through, especially in childhood and like early adolescence, all of the things that happen to you or the things that you see in your experiences, they all um, affect the way that you think and your mindset. 100%. So, you know, what we think becomes our reality eventually. So, you know, it can be as little as, okay, um, like, uh, I, like everyone on the road is a crap driver, which I often think like, this is genuinely my mindset is that all the people on the road are idiots. And I, I cement that into my brain every day when I'm on the road, because that's what I'm then looking for. So if I want to then change that, I need to actually come back to myself and change my mindset. Right. And it's, these kind of things are all throughout our lives. You know, it could be as little as the mindset around money, that money is hard to come by or Mm -hmm. that you have to work really hard to have money. And this is something that, you know, I'm trying to be more aware of as well, is that that isn't the mindset that everybody has. Mm. And, you know, we can actually change the outcome by coming back to our mindset. Do you agree? Or am I just rambling? No, 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 you're rambling. I 100% (laughs) agree with that. And I'd love to go back to the statement that you made regarding driving. Mm Because if I take myself back three, four years ago, I remember driving and everyone that would like stop at a simple intersection or it's not even give way and they're slowing down or they're slowing down on a yellow light and like completely stopping (laughs) when traffic's going and it's peak hour traffic. Yeah. I'd get triggered. And I knew that there was something wrong inside of me that was triggering that. Yeah. And then I managed to actually flip my perspective and I invite everyone to try and do this that's listening here. And when you're driving and someone's slowing down or rushing or speeding or stopping you from getting to a place on time, I want you to just think about that you're exactly where you need to be in that present moment. Mm. So who says that if you're not in front of that car that you would end up in a car accident? Yeah. Or who says that the person in front of you that's struggling to drive or slowing down, doesn't have an injured leg and doesn't have anyone to drive into hospital. Like yeah. shifting the perspective on everything, because I truly believe that everything is perspective in life. Mm-hmm. If you're able to shift the perspective and you see the good in yourself and on all people, that drastically changes the game of life. Yeah. Drastically. Yeah. I think that's really a good point as well, is that you can make such a profound effect on everything like we're talking about you know using the car as an example but just flipping it around and being like okay maybe that person's actually going through something really bad right now or maybe that person's actually 
just, you know, left a family member's house after getting some really bad news or something and just being like, actually, by having to wait for this red light, um, like what's the actual impact of that? (laughs) Like chances are you could end up at your destination at exactly the same time because you might have, you know, missed some other traffic that was up ahead or something. But like... I think we get so caught up in things like that when we just need to take a second to like breathe and yeah, stop, just stop and just breathe. like relax. If you have a red traffic light, I'm sure Kane will support this, but do some breath work. <laughs> like not breath work where you get tetany or pass out, but no. just do some light breath work. Just bring yourself back to the present moment and be like maybe this right red light is a indication that I need to stop, pause in my life and do some reflection. Yeah. Little box breathing, nothing that um, nothing requires yet. the eyes to be closed <laughs> while we're on the road, please. Trust me, I never said this. <laughs> Don't hold me accountable. <laughs> so obviously we've talked about the fact that you have a love for sport and you're also yes. doing the mindset coaching. Do they, you believe that they truly go hand in hand? I truly do. I believe the body and the mind are one. Yeah. And the way our mind responds to the body and the way the body is able to respond to the mind is in complete sync. And if they're dissociated, there may be, I mean, chemical imbalance or you may be more in your sympathetic or parasympathetic Mm -hmm. system or your mind may be overreacting and your heart may not be feeling. But when you're able to bring your body and mind in alignment and you bring that, draw that line Mm -hmm. as one, it's it's a powerful place to be in. Mm. And if you look at anyone that's achieved big things, Again, we're going back to like success, but anything, mm-hmm. achieve big things, however you perceive achievement, mm-hmm. those people are generally extremely in sync with their mind, body and spirit. I'll say spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the soul. It's very interesting. Yeah. I was actually, um, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I was listening to a, po- a different podcast this morning called The Diary of the CEO with Stephen Bartlett. Oh, yeah. Um, he's probably one of my favourite. Yes. This is one of my favourite podcasts. And he was, um, you'd actually find this very interesting, episode 215 um, with, oh, it's just playing, with The Mindset Doctor. The secret man behind the world's top performer. So anyway, in this episode, he's talking about how he works with, you know, very, again, successful yeah. sports people yeah. on their mindset and how it also has a very profound um, then impact on their results. Um, his name is Professor Steve Peters. I don't know if you've ever heard of him before. Anyway, very, very um, interesting podcast. And he has a book called The Chimp Paradox. Haven't heard of that. And he has, I think, a new one. But anyway, also that was I think you'd actually find that very interesting. So um I think it's like a two-hour episode. But at the start of the episode, Steve Bartlett is like, I hardly ever do this, but like I I had to come on here before the episode and just like implore you to listen to the whole thing. And Mm. it was very, very helpful. So there's you know yeah, definitely I just believe like you are saying that if you have if you're working on the mindset and the way that you think and all that goes into the inside, it's going to help you with those um, results yeah. physically as well. For sure. But, yeah. And that also comes in with the, like, visualisation and the power of yeah. visualisation. Like, the amount of people that, okay, for example, someone says, oh, visualisation's a load of crap. Yeah. And that's completely fine, but that's what they're visualising. They're visualising a load of crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't visualise a load of crap and you visualise the way you want to be on who you want to be or what you want to do and the things you want to aspire to be in, in this life, yeah. then that can 
you can bring that into reality. You just got to fully see it, feel it and embody it. It's literally the process. You have this idea, visualize the idea, feel that idea. And when you feel it and you see it, then embody that idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's very powerful, I think. And yeah, we used to teach um, visualization techniques when I was working as a dive instructor. And, you know, I remember at the start being like, oh, yeah, like this is a bit fluffy, you know, like when you're going to visualize like back rolling uh, off of the boat with your dive gear on. But then I um, had a lot of friends who were technical divers and they would go, you know, as a recreational diver, you might go to like 30 metres below the surface or maybe 40 metres, right? The technical divers um, that I was friends with are going um, like past 100 metres below the surface of the water. So there's a lot that goes into the planning of the dives and there's multiple different gases and all the rest of it. And they would, on the boat out, they would be using visualisation techniques. So they'd be visualising gearing up and running through the checks, visualising the back roll, visualising the descent and all of those things. And it's just interesting that as like a, you know, as a recreational um, instructor, I was like, oh, whatever, visualisation. But then you watch those people who have done a lot more training and they are, I guess, in, I guess, like, I don't want to say higher state, but, like, they are... Yeah, it's a little bit extreme. Yeah, it's yeah. a more extreme sport, so, and they're, empl- like, employing these kind of techniques. Yeah. So there's definitely, you know, a lot that goes, you know, with that. For sure, for sure. And, like, I probably wouldn't believe or be a believer of such power and visualisation if it wasn't for my own personal experience. And mm. for me growing up, my mum, I'll share a bit of a personal story, but in 2013, mm-hmm. my mum got diagnosed with stage three breast cancer mm-hmm. and she was in pain. She was suffering. And again, I believe that the universe provides you challenges that they know you can survive as long as you use the skills that you've been equipped with in your own life. Yeah. So she got diagnosed with stage three breast cancer in 2013 on the right side, Mm-hmm. managed to survive that, got through it, and then about six months later got diagnosed with stage four on the opposite side. Mm. And at this that point, being 15 years old, being in year 10, I was like, fuck, like, what am I going to do if my mum passes? I've got a younger sister who was probably five or six at the time, mm-hmm. had an older sister who was two years above me, so she was 17. And seeing my mum in pain in hospital was a life-changing experience for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I can say this now in the, at at the time where it was all happening, it was chaos. It was, oh, is my mum going to survive? How am I going to deal with this? What are, like, where, where am I going to end up? Yeah. And as selfish as that sounds, who am I going to be? Mm-hmm. But my mum did an incredible job where one of her best friends brought in a Reiki healing book and she mm-hmm. started reading this Reiki healing book and me being a 15-year-old boy walking into the hospital and seeing I was like, what the fuck are you doing, mum? Like, <laughs> why are you reading about Reiki healing? Yeah. Why are you, like, why are you going all weird? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, like, yeah. that... Yeah, if someone's boy. listening and they're like, they probably yeah. resonate with this. Mm-hmm. And I was I was like, okay, mum, like, you do you, you keep reading that book, I'm sure it's helping you. And she was fully reading and it was talking about, like, healing, manifesting and visualisation. And she started incorporating those three and within a matter of weeks, doctors were coming in and saying, oh, the cancer's getting smaller. Like, what is going on? Starting to ask questions, what is going on? And we couldn't put anything to it until Mm -hmm. she realised that it started decreasing in size once she started implementing these three strategies. Yeah. 
and seeing her fight stage three and stage four, which is both sides, mm-hmm. and seeing her survive and never being happier now in her life. Yeah. And she's like smashing, she's smashing life right now. Oh, I love that. And that's really what brought perspective to me and realizing the power in healing. That's really where my yeah. healing journey started because. There was no one at school teaching meditation, breathwork, especially at that time. I think the system's gotten a lot better now. Okay. Where some, I know some schools are implementing and they're getting speakers to come out Amazing. and talk about mindfulness. Yeah. Which I think is such a beautiful space and what all schools should be implementing is Definitely. the power of mindfulness and how finding peace and finding yourself mm-hmm. in stillness is such a powerful tool. And seeing my mum do that and perfectly representing of the power, uh, representing how powerful visualisation, healing and working through your past lives is. Yeah. Yeah, it's really brought so much perspective into my life and, yeah, I wouldn't be talking about visualisation or I wouldn't be on this journey or this path of service if it wasn't for her. Yeah, and that's just, like, such a, like, obviously I I hate that she went through that to to start off with, but, like, what a powerful story or like what a powerful um tool for her to be able to have to you know use in her journey 100 you know yeah how's she doing now oh incredible Aww. incredible like yeah. yeah she's completely transformed mm-hmm. and i think that's i believe and i know that that's completely transformed the entire dynamic between myself and my two sisters yeah and she had the choice whether she was going to live or die it was in her hands i believe yeah. that everything is in our hands and she took that in her hands and she fucking smashed it. So, yeah, oh, I love big shout that. out to mum. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, as a mindset coach, yeah. what are the challenges that you see um, amongst your clients or um, come up the most? What are the things that people are struggling with the most when it comes to mindset? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. I think the, the biggest one that comes up when working with clients is Limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. and limiting beliefs comes through that self-judgment where you're judging yourself for not being a certain way or doing certain things and setting certain expectations on yourself which might not be realistic at that certain point in time and comparing yourself and judging yourself is is the worst thing that you can do to yourself. And, I mean, we're living in a world right now where there is so much judgment Mm. and there is so much hate and negativity is so so loud. Yeah. That's really where I believe us humans who have such a positive energy can come in and really mm-hmm. inspire others mm-hmm. and show them the way. And by just interacting with you today and last week, I feel that that's already spreading positive energy. Like the more yeah. people we can inspire and have these deep, meaningful conversations with, the more we can raise the vibration, the more we can bring this positivity and eventually I'm, I'm sure positivity will overcome and win. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody hope so. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> We're on that. the way. Because the more people that yeah. are waking up, and there's a lot of people waking up to mindfulness, understanding the power of mindfulness, mm-hmm. it's such a big step. And if our young generations, younger generations now, are being exposed to breathwork and meditation, which some yeah. schools are already doing, that's already a massive massive step in the right direction which I'm all for and even like you know you say younger generation to me you're a younger generation (laughs) (laughs) so I already feel hopeful because of you I appreciate that because I mean I'm 35 yeah and like definitely we weren't talking about any of this when I was in school like 100% not and I feel like 
my generation is now kind of coming on board with a lot of this stuff. But, like, to, I guess, see that it's definitely something that I, I think your generation is yep. more aware of. <laughs> Um, but definitely, yeah, I do believe like the younger, even like the younger, younger, like my niece is like 12, I think she's about to turn 13 and her awareness around things is almost mind blowing. Yeah. So that sure. gives, gives us hope. It gives us so much hope. <laughs> and it, like, yeah, it starts with the younger generations, but then it also starts with me, you, like yeah, us, all of us. Person. It starts with us because a parent could be the greatest mentor for the kid. Yeah. It is the greatest mentor for the kid. I Definitely. Mean, the kid will follow the footsteps of the parent, whether it be positive or negative, because the kid is unable to distinguish what is right and what is wrong. Yeah. They believe everything the parent does is right, whether that being drinking, smoking, whether that being toxic behaviours or positive behaviours, it will mimic exactly what the parent does. Mm-hmm. So I'm hopeful and I know that eventually you might want to be a mother mm-hmm. and I'm sure that you'll bring up an incredible kid, which, again, that's another extra life that spreads that positivity and high vibration. Definitely. And I think, yeah, it definitely, like, even if it's not, like, down the line through, like, generational, even just, like, you know, as an example myself, like, I have now become aware of what a limiting belief is in the last 12 months probably or, you know, the lead up to starting this podcast. I had massive limiting beliefs, like, who am I to start a podcast? I've never done radio. I've never done – I can barely work a laptop (laughs) – like, you don't look great, like, you know, all of those things were natural, I guess, to come up for me. And it wasn't until I had a friend who started to help me recognize them so that I could then work through them that I was able to do that. Mm-hmm. So now that I know that those things happen, I can even just pass that on to a friend. You know, yeah. you're having a conversation with a friend and they're saying, Oh, I can't do that for X, Y, Z. Just being able to help that person notice what they're doing is going to, I guess, pass that on and have that ripple effect down the line again. Absolutely. And I love that you said the word recognise. Mm. I think that's 70% of the work that us humans can do is recognise the good from the bad and recognise the areas that we need to work on. Because yeah. the moment you recognise, your intention goes there and you can actually work on it. It's when you yeah. don't recognise it and it's those subconscious or unconscious behaviours that are actually limiting you from being the person that you aspire to be. Yeah. Because once you recognise it, your intention goes there. And once intention goes there, energy goes there. And once energy's there, you're able to consciously catch yourself out if you're doing that behaviour. And then you can consciously change that behaviour by bringing that energy to that space. Yes. Yeah. So recognising, like, just recognise. Yeah. Be aware. And that's where stillness comes in. When you're still and you're in your own presence and your own space and the noise is quiet and your mind is quiet and you're connected to your heart, you can come to some massive realisations, whether yeah. that being from childhood, whether that be through teenage years, moving into adulthood, just identifying and bringing awareness to that space where you may be like, oh, shit, like, why have I been doing that for so long? Why am I hanging out with these people? Why am I doing it? Why am I working in a job that I hate? It's once you recognise and recognition comes from a space of stillness. Yeah. When you're still and you're calm and your mind is at peace and you connect to your heart, that's when you're able to fully recognise all areas of life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So other than, I guess, limiting beliefs, is there anything else that you find comes up a lot? Yeah, self-judgment. Judging yourself. Like even just then you were like, oh, maybe I shouldn't start the podcast because I don't know how to work a computer. Yeah. (laughs) But once you start the podcast, you'll figure it out. Yes. Yeah, you learn. Like what's stopping you from 
taking that next step. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you need someone to tell you, oh, you can do it before you do it? Mm. Or can you have that internal warrior in your inside your mm-hmm. mind that tells you, holy shit, you can do anything that you fucking want. Yeah. And when that voice clicks and tells you, you can actually do anything that you want and you desire, and as long as you put in the work and you give yourself time and space to do so, then that's, that, that's it. And I think, like, for so many of us, it's like we're just waiting for someone to give us permission. Yeah. Like, I don't know who that someone is, whether it's like, you know, a, a boss, a friend, a partner, um, a parent, whatever. But it's like we're waiting for someone to give us the green light when we all should be just giving ourselves a green light. Yeah. Like give yourself the permission to do the things that you want to do as long as it's not going to hurt anyone in the process. Yeah. But, yeah, I think um, a lot of us get stuck in that safe zone Mm-hmm. and uh, scared to be uncomfortable yeah scared to be uncomfortable but and you know greatness comes on the other side of discomfort and Love like that. I wish that I had well I don't wish I'm glad that I pushed through those feelings to be able to do the podcast obviously I'm just using this as an example because it's my example yeah because if I hadn't like I just I would have missed out on so much I missed out on meeting so many wonderful people and learning so much just because I was like oh who am I to start a podcast you know who aren't I to start a podcast I was just about to say that, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah and once again going back to like discomfort is yeah a great quote is become comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah because that's such a powerful tool when you become comfortable with the uncomfortable you can do anything mm. because you've conditioned yourself to allow yourself to feel that. And when you feel that, you're like, fuck that. Why yeah. do I need to be uncomfortable? Let's conquer it. Yeah. And that's why myself and Kane both love ice baths. Like, yes. It's, <laughs> it's such an uncomfortable state because mm. you're freezing cold. Like right now we've got a fan on. Yeah. We've got, got a deck. Do you know what I mean? we got everything that we need. We've got food already in the fridge. There's a shopping centre, probably two minutes drive. Everything's so comfortable. Yeah. Everything is so comfortable. So when we experience slight discomfort, whether it's a little bit hot or a little bit cold, we're like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't do that. But let's flip that. Let's Mm -hmm. become comfortable with the uncomfortable because that's where growth is. And there's so many places you could take that to. You could take that, you know, you were talking about an ice bath. And if anyone has ever done an ice bath, you, yes, like it is, you got to really go there in your mind to get through it sometimes. But how good do you feel afterwards? Like amazing. it's, It's insane. But you can think of it in like, you know, it might be uncomfortable to think of leaving the job that you're in to chase the job that you dream of or, you know, putting yourself, um, you know, I used to be so scared of networking, like walking into a room full of people that I don't know is petrifying. Yeah. But the more that I do it, the more comfortable it becomes and the more wonderful people you get yep. to meet. Like there's so many different areas of your life that you can think about how can I make myself uncomfortable for growth, mm. you know, to get a, a different outcome out the other end of it. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, judgment. Judgment. Yeah. And that's, I think, the initial topic that we started talking about yeah. was limiting beliefs and yeah. judging yourself. And I think that I know that all judgment comes from yourself. Mm-hmm. Like the only judgment that actually exists is your self-judgment. Mm. Like there's not actually anyone judging you for it. And if there is someone judging you for it, then they have extreme insecurities because they're projecting their, themselves yes. onto you. Yeah. So I could say, oh, yeah, who cares? Who cares what someone thinks? Yeah. Because if they think that off you and see in a negative sense, 
they must be going through so much shit in their own life. Yeah. That all you actually need to do is send them love and compassion because by showing them love and compassion, you're not fighting back. Mm-hmm. But it's just helping them understand that, yeah, positivity always wins. Yeah. And by reacting in a positive sense and sending them that, sending them that love, regardless of what they're reacting to you or what they're saying to you, mm-hmm. and just holding your ground and knowing your own self-worth, Mm-hmm. is a massive game changer. Definitely. And I am a firm believer in that, um, you know, someone's judgment of you is a projection For sure. of something that they are, you know, holding within themselves. And this is even something that I pick up in myself. Like I'm I by that. no means perfect I was just about to say that for myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I am definitely not perfect at all. And, you know, there'll be times where I might be scrolling on Instagram and I'm, I make judgment on what someone yeah. has posted or what they're doing and, I have to call myself out on it and it might be because actually I'm jealous that they have are able to post what they've posted or sure. that they've had this party or whatever you know whatever, yeah, whatever it could it be is. It's, it is. I'm judging them because deep down there's something in me. Yeah. And I think the power in this conversation now is flipping or incorporating all three aspects where there's limiting beliefs, mm. judgment and recognition and you've just established all of them mm. where you don't judge yourself for it. Mm. you've recognised that and you've brought awareness to it and you're able to identify that I'm judging someone else because I'm judging myself. Yeah. And once you become aware of it, you can actually work through it and that's yeah. exactly what you're doing, which is so powerful. Yeah. So powerful. So anyone at home listening, if if you feel that at times you do judge someone, just take a moment, pause and ask yourself, why are you judging them? What's that internal insecurity that may be triggering for you to react in that way? Yes, yeah. and that's so powerful. And you don't have to beat yourself up about no. it either. It's just being like, okay, I've felt this. Why am I feeling that way? And then maybe you can identify what it is and start to work yep. through it for yourself, yep. which leads to further growth. 100%. <laughs> but, and that's what I try to do in those circumstances, Amazing. you know. And like I said, I'm not perfect. Nobody is perfect. And it is common for us to have these kind of reactions especially in the world of and I'm not bashing social media because it's done wonders for me meeting people Mm. but you know we do see a very curated you know version of somebody's life so Mm. it can be triggering to people yeah you know but I just try to I guess yeah, switch the mindset around and try and be happy for that person yeah. when I, when maybe there's that <laughs> tinge of jealousy somewhere inside. Yeah. You know, uh, and why can't you have what that other person has? You can. True. I might not be able to fly yet, but I can. <laughs> we'll <laughs> get there. We'll get there. <laughs> you watch this space. <laughs> yeah, watch this space. <laughs> um, you know, some people. Like... take off. Yeah. <laughs> in three, two. Yeah. In, in next week's episode, how Lisa broke her back. <laughs> I hope not. No, I promise. (laughs) I haven't got a lawyer yet. (laughs) No. Um, You know, there's people out there who would say that, like, you know, this is just who I am. This is just how I think. I'm just negative. Or, you know, this is just the way that my mind works. What would you say to that? That's true. It's exactly Mm -hmm. how your mind works. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to change that? Yeah. Yeah, we all have probably been a dark space in our lives or Mm -hmm. we haven't been fully comfortable with who we are Mm -hmm. and everyone can say that's just the way I am yeah everyone I can sit here and say this is the way I am you can sit there and say this is the way I am but yeah are you willing to change Mm -hmm. and that's the question yes that you have to pose is are you willing to do the work to change yes because it's it's so easy for me to say oh this is the way I am 
I'm going to judge that person because this is the way I am. Yeah. I'm going to sit at home and not do anything because this is the way I am. Okay, that's the way you are. You can be that way. Yeah. But if you want more, you can't blame yourself for being that way. Yes. You've got to change or you've got to just, yeah. Yeah, you've got to want yeah. to do the work. 100%. Yeah. No one's going to come in and hand it to you on a platter, no. unfortunately. No. <laughs> It'd be nice if they did. But even then, like, if, but even if someone gave, gave it to you on a platter, what would that mean? It yeah. wouldn't change anything. You'd still be the same person with something a little bit extra and that little bit extra would probably disappear very, very quickly. Yeah. Because you're not equipped with the skills to be able to continue that. 100%. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the link between mindset and mental health? Everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah everything. Yeah. The way you condition yourself to think mm-hmm. is the way you are and the mm-hmm. way you are is ultimately your mental health. Yeah. I mean, if you're willing to put in the work and work on your mindset, mm-hmm. your mental health would drastically change. Yeah. Because obviously mental health comes from place and that can be positive or negative mental health. Yeah, Because definitely. I feel that mental health at the moment is in such a dark, dark space where we say, oh, mental health, and people assume, oh, suicide, depression, which is serious topics. Of course, and yeah. And these people need to be seen, heard and loved as mm-hmm. much as anyone else. But positive mental health is just as powerful. Yeah. And it's a matter of flicking that switch and being like, okay, I'm going to start here mm-hmm. and I want to get there. Mm-hmm. How am I going to draw the line from A to B? Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily the quickest way. It might be the hardest way. Mm-hmm. And that's where the lessons will be to get to the next point. Definitely. Yeah. So I think there's a massive, massive correlation between mindset and mental health mm-hmm. because the way you think is the way you are and the way you are. Yeah. yeah, and I think that, like, our internal dialogue and our thoughts are, like, one, one of or if not the biggest contributing factor to our mental health yeah. or definitely it was in my case. Yeah. Still is in my case. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, if I go, if I obviously use my own story, a lot of my issues came from the way that I was thinking. Yeah. So something, oh, my God, my story includes tennis. <laughs> oh, okay, go on. I just got really excited. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was a part of the story or you making a statement. No. <laughs> Ladies no. and gentlemen, that was just a statement. <laughs> We're all good. No. Honestly, my story Go on, I'm listening. You I got tell, my attention. <laughs> I'm going to tell uh, it for you. If anyone's please. listened to my main story, like I, I use this as an example it's of good. I had <clears> gone to play tennis with my ex-boyfriend, my high school boyfriend, yeah, yeah. and he was a a jock so he was good at everything yeah and we I'd never played tennis before and so we went and it was a nice sunny day and we just go down to have a hit anyway he would hit it to me and I just I just could not get back over the net like I would hit it with like a wonky bat is it a bat what do you call it racket. it's all good we'll get there wow uh, I'm not well, no, go on anyway. go on go on anyway I'd use the racket yeah <laughs> and it was going like we might be the... here for a while guys <laughs> it would go and everyone else was like I've already heard this story before Lisa um, it would, anyway it would go the opposite way or I would um, miss it and anyway rather than having like a, a good mindset about it and just having a bit of fun <laughs> in my head it's like you're no good at tennis. Yeah. You're actually no good at sport. You're no good at anything. You're actually useless. Everyone, no one likes you. Why are you even here? You shouldn't be here. You should just leave. Mm. And so like a simple game of tennis, due to my mindset, yeah. it would spiral and it was like the end of the world. Yeah. And that was all linked back to like my self-worth. 
I didn't, I, I, I still have issues with self-worth. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm still thinking about the bat. Sorry. <laughs> but, like, that is just, I, I lost my, I don't even know what the point of my story was anymore. Mindset, mental health. There we yeah. go. So it was a huge contributing factor, the way that I would think. And so I had to go back and really relearn how to think mm. in a way and start to recognize when my mindset was actually really negative yeah. and put in place different things to, I guess, yeah. stop and change that. Yeah. Did any of that make sense? Absolutely. I think, <laughs> I think yeah, absolutely. And Good. it's a perfect example because I put it down to like three pillars with mm. the human experience where we need to unlearn, mm. then we need to learn, and then by learning we're evolving. Yes. So we're all out here trying to learn so much, mm. but it's actually a matter of unlearning certain habits that are not serving us. And when we're able to unlearn, mm. we're creating space to learn new things. And then when we're learning new things, we're evolving. Right. But we can't learn unless we unlearn. So true. It's like manifesting. Like if yeah. you're going to manifest something, you've got to let go of something to create that space. Yes. Because if the database, say a human database is 100%, we can't learn new things if it's at 100%. Mm-hmm. We have to delete some things in our database to bring it to 90% to allow the 10% to be learned. Yeah. That's very interesting. I feel like people may need to like just like re- like rewind that. Yeah. So three seconds. It's and no, not you. Oh, okay. The cus- the people who are listening, the customers. Yeah. I just call customers. people customers. <laughs> subscriptions coming out next week, guys. <laughs> Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> no, my listeners, like just go back and listen to that again, and like really let it sink in and understand. Like sometimes we really do need to create space, yeah. so that we can progress and grow in there. And that's something I have had to relearn. Amazing. <laughs> unlearn, learn, and evolve. Unlearn, relearn. Yeah, unlearn, learn, and evolve. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're all good. How do you think we can, like, is, is there a way to identify when maybe we've slipped a little bit into a negative mindset? Like, what are the things that you would look for in a client when they come to see you to sort of start to identify that? Another great question. <laughs> I believe the people that are ready to change mm-hmm. will change. And it's no one's job to try and change the people that are stuck in their ways and suppressing their own things. Yeah. I mean, we can only, all we can do as humans and society, all we can do is provide them the opportunities to do the work. Yeah. If they're willing to take that step forward and try to do the work and change themselves. And I'm not saying change where you have to go from extremely negative person to a beautiful, positive person. Yeah. Like embody your shadow, embody the dark side of yourself, but bring awareness and attention to that dark side mm-hmm. and know that there's something deeper and more fulfilling the positive side Mm -hmm. because there's I mean we can sit here and say oh we want to change the world Mm -hmm. which yeah we can but we can't change the people that don't want to be changed yeah we can change the people that are on the fence of being changed and we can change the people that are super motivated towards changing themselves but we can't sit here and say oh I'm going to change that person who doesn't want to change the job Mm -hmm. who's happy with who they are and what they are but they're still upset all we can do is just provide them the opportunity and the space to maybe see the other side. And if they're willing to take that step forward, then amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. And it goes back to that, I guess, the onus is on you. Yeah. You know, it's... it's take out your own responsibility. Yeah. You're our own creator of the life. Like, yeah. And, like, you shouldn't ever put, it, I guess, pressure on yourself to try and push someone who's not 
yeah. there. Yeah. And I think that's a big message for other mindset coaches yeah. and mentors because I know a lot of people might judge themselves because their clients not changing. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that you're doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. It's that person might not be ready to change that area of life that you're trying to teach them. Yeah. So, again, like for coaches out there, don't be so hard on yourself mm-hmm. if your client isn't changing mm-hmm. because they might not be changing that area of life, but what you're teaching them and telling them, they might be able to apply into another area which brings them more positivity and more happiness. Definitely. Or when they do find that they're in a space where they're ready for that change, yep. they've been equipped with, you know, some Absolutely. of those tools and they're already a few steps ahead because of that. Yeah. I like that. Well said. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> do you have an example where you've seen, I guess, a client do the work and got the rewards for doing it in terms of changing their mindset. Yes. Is it something Most, you'd like to share? Yeah, I'm more than happy to share that. Yeah. About six six months ago, mm-hmm. I started working with another beautiful guy who was in a space of a little bit of confusion. I'll mm-hmm. say confusion in life. He was mm-hmm. he had goals. He had set his intention for the sessions and. At that stage in his life, he was still living at home and obviously the people that you surround yourself is ultimately the person you are and mm. the situation at home wasn't ideal for him mm-hmm. and we're working through that and I was providing him questions and cues for him to realise that because I'll, I'll never tell someone what to do on how to do it yeah. but I'll prompt them with questions which challenge their thinking and I'll help them find their own solutions because we, I can't give you a solution because that solution might not work for you but if I can provide certain questions would trigger that response in thought, your thoughts will change and you'll be like, oh, that's the area that's might be holding me back. That's yeah. the area that I need to work on. Oh, that area is really good in my life. Mm-hmm. So let me double down on that area. Mm-hmm. And this, so he was straight, had some difficulties at home, uh, not an ideal situation. Finances were good at that stage but weren't, weren't enough for him to move out. Mm-hmm. And through a few sessions he started realising that what his ultimate purpose was and his ultimate purpose was to just be which mm-hmm. I think is so powerful where we were in like a generation where we're taught to do so much mm-hmm. but there's so much power in being like if we do less we can be more and by being more we are more mm-hmm. and by him realizing that he just needed to be he had so many profound realizations with his own path and realizations with his own linear mm-hmm. what he's picked up from his parents that he was actually able to start healing that and working through that and by working through that, he healed immensely. Wow. And he let go of so much trauma, emotional trauma, childhood mm-hmm. wounds, mm-hmm. all the things that we all have and it's a matter of identifying them so we can heal them. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because I've got my phone here. I'll show you that. Yeah. I'll show you after. And he gave me a, he sent me a text and he's like, I need to talk to you. And I was like, okay, like, what's going on? And he gave me a call and he's like, bro, I just bought a house. Oh, no And I was like, what? Like, he bought a house. He's like, yeah, I found a way. Like, I knew that my finances were not serving me, my bank account. I knew that my family and friends, uh, my family situation at home wasn't ideal. Mm -hmm. And I realised that I need to buy a house. And he bought a house and now he's moving out. And I'm so fucking proud of him because that's that's a massive win. Like, realising that he could have chosen the easy route. Yeah. And stay at home and being like, okay, this is what life's given me and yeah. I'll just settle for that. But no, he's, he really stepped up. He took responsibility for his own life and big shout out to him because I'm sure he will listen to this yeah. and he will know exactly who I'm talking oh, about. I'm so so big love to you, brother. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, like you said, it's a matter of, I guess, helping someone 
not like not giving them the solutions, but giving them different questioning yeah. to make their own way. And like, I mean, that was what within six months. So that was six months ago, and yeah, six months ago. Wow. Yeah. And that's so just special. like, yeah. It just goes back to that. You've got to want to put the work in, yeah. though. Like, you know, hats off to whoever this person is. Yeah. Well done. Congratulations. Incredible. And enjoy your new home. Yeah, he's so excited. I'm excited for him. He <laughs> called me and he's like, like, this is fucking awesome. And he's like, oh, it's not that exciting. I'm like, yeah, it fucking is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always feel like I bought the house because I know that <laughs> he trusted me. I trusted him. Yeah. And there was this deep brotherhood yeah. like bond when we are working together that he was so open to going deep with his stories and really opening himself up mm-hmm. to his own life experience mm-hmm. and us being, being vulnerable with one another and sharing yeah. our truth and our purpose and what we see, what I saw here in him and him seeing what he sees in himself. Mm-hmm. He was able to come to the realisation that for him to move forward and enter that next chapter of his life, he needed to move out. I love that yeah, so much. So powerful. What a great win. Oh, huge. You know, huge for win. him. And that must be so rewarding, like, for you as well. Like, obviously, it it's not all about you. No. But, like, you know, it's still, like, okay. It's still good to feel that. Yeah. Like, we need to allow ourselves to yeah. feel the good that we Absolutely. Know, experience in the world as well. Love that. What are some easy ways that someone can work on their mindset? Or any tips? Yeah, yeah. For me, mindset actually started by listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And podcasts <gasps> like were... Like this one? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go listen back to it and be like, so fucking inspired, I'm ready to take on the world. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Yeah, podcasts. That's yeah. really where I started my journey, mm-hmm. listening to podcasts, listening to TED Talks, listening mm-hmm. to inspirational speakers, mm-hmm. people that I resonate with because that podcast that you just recommended, I know I've listened to his podcast and I resonate to his story. Yeah. But make sure you find someone that you actually resonate with and Mm -hmm. then dig deep Mm -hmm. with that person's story and their journey and what story they have to share. Mm -hmm. Because I could say, oh, this person's perfect for you and you listen to them and you're like, I don't really vibe with their voice or their journey or their story and that's not really aligned to who I want to be. Go looking for someone else. Yeah. Like you got Spotify. Like that's a beautiful thing. Like There's so many podcasts out there. Unlimited podcast. Like, yeah. Even this one right now, we've got a podcast going on. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I didn't. I just unconsciously said podcast, but yeah. podcast is great learning tool. It's free, and I use it as well. Like it's I would learning. say, it's a great yeah. tool. You know, free learn. Like Joe Rogan, Gary Vee, mm-hmm. Jesse Itzler, like all those people have made shifted my perspective in life and mm-hmm. made me almost made me into the person I am today. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Podcast, YouTube, like, mm-hmm. the people you surround yourself with. That's yes. a massive for mindset. Like I know that. It's, they always say you're the average of the five people that you hang out with. And I'm sure everyone, like most people, have, if you haven't heard it, it's the average of the five people you hang out with. Yeah. And that is so applicable because you pick up on the energies of mm. these people and you learn the habits and you replicate the habits of the people that you surround yourself with. Self with. 100%. But it's very interesting because I also like to add another one to that where it's like you're the average of, your, of the people that you're following on Instagram yeah. and social media. Because mm-hmm. that applied, you're the average of the five people back in the day when we would text and you would wait 10 days for someone to mail you back and then <laughs> another three weeks for me to mail you back, do you know what I mean? But now we're living in a world where we spend more time on our phones than with humans. Mm. So be cautious of the people you follow on social media mm-hmm. because you will be the average of the people that you follow. Yeah. Because that's what you're exposing yourself to. If you're exposing yourself to high vibes and positivity, you're likely to pick up on that energy and you'll be able to radiate that into the world definitely if you're looking at like 
depressive people or like mm-hmm. quotes that are like bringing you down or mm-hmm. you it'll like low vibrational things that are unaligned with you and your purpose and mission then there's nothing wrong with like unfollowing it yeah like, if things are triggering you I've got fr- like I'll be honest I've got friends that have unfollowed mm-hmm and they might be triggered initially and they'll quickly unfollow me as well. And I'm like, this isn't a game. Like, I'll still sit with you. I'll still have a chat. I'll catch, yeah. catch up with coffee for you. I have nothing against you. It's just I'm super mindful with who I share my energy with mm-hmm. and who I expose myself with because I know yeah. that when I'm on my phone, I want good energy. And at one stage I unfollowed everyone mm-hmm. and then I slowly started building up my list again. Yeah. And by not having nothing on your feed, Absolutely nothing. Like imagine opening up your Instagram page and all you see is your own selfie that you took <laughs> in the mirror, like your own profile post, and you're like, oh, okay, I don't need Instagram. And you get out of it and you go again and you're like, oh, it's still the same photo because I haven't posted. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, realising that everything, so the average of the five people you hang out with, the mm-hmm. average of the people that you follow on Instagram, mm-hmm. just bringing awareness to who you hang out with and mm-hmm. whether they're serving you. And if they're not serving you in, a, in the most polite way, either speak to them and tell yeah. them where you're at, which takes so much courage. And anyone who's able to speak their truth to a friend that has helped them grow into the person they are but no longer feels that they're serving them, mm-hmm. that takes extreme courage. Yeah. But it's that conversation that you might not necessarily have to have, but it's a conversation that I would I would recommend. Yeah. And it's, you know, we talk about the, the five people that you're around yeah. and it's, it's what you're taking in from your screen. It's also, you know what you're watching on your TV, television, yeah. it's what you're reading if you're a reader. By the way, I love this setup because you I don't, don't have, have a TV. I don't have a TV. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can watch everything on my laptop, which I, I do know how to but use. But it's also like that thing. You're not going to just sit on the couch and click a button and turn it on. Yeah. It's also actively being like, okay, I need to go to my room. I'm going to get my laptop. I need to open my laptop, put a password in, go on Google, search the thing up that I want, yeah. and then I'll get to watch it. Yeah. So there's so many steps involved for you to watch something from your laptop mm-hmm. whilst with a TV, sit on the couch, click a button and it's on. Yeah. And I like, like, I don't know, I like the look of the room without the TV as well. I if, I have a rather small house for anybody who doesn't know. And, and it's a vibe. Because that would be weird. It's a vibe. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't have a television in here and I'm okay with that. But, it's yeah, it's being mindful of all of the things that your mind is taking in. Yeah. You know, even you know, outside of those things, but like fresh air, Mm. (laughs) sun on your skin. Like it's all these things, like all the things that we consume in one way or another, just being more mindful about it. And I love that the idea of, you know, you are the average of the five people that you spend your most, most of your time with or whatever the quote is, because it just, you know, I'm not saying like don't spend time with, certain people but like just be mindful of it and you do pick up on all of you know especially the energy and you know their habits and the things that people talk about and you know even if I think about on uh Sunday I went and had coffee with a friend of mine named Jess who was on the podcast she has a small business um called Be The Light and just you know being with another person who has a small business the conversation that you can have is you know so relatable yeah it's so relatable and it it's so like inspiring and you can bounce ideas off of each other so all these things like they're just something to be mindful of yeah you know and if I go back to just before well, actually, just before COVID. Mm-hmm. So COVID hit and we're isolated, of course. Like everyone mm-hmm. was in their own space and that's really where I went really hard 
and I went to work on myself and realised what I need to work on and had some profound realisations with who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And that came through listening to podcasts. And while I was listening to podcasts, it was repeatedly said, like, be careful of who you spend time with. You're mm-hmm. the average of the five people that you hang out with. And at that time I was hanging out with an incredible group of guys who I went to Europe with, had the best time, travelled travelled to Europe, which was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And coming back from that space and then realising that those, everyone in that group taught me the lessons that I needed mm-hmm. to take the next chapter. And I'm so grateful for each and every one of them. But it's interesting. Sometimes you need to close a chapter to start a new one. And mm. that's, COVID was such an incredible, and I'm so grateful for COVID, which is crazy. Like people are like, oh, I fucking hated COVID. For me, mm-hmm. COVID was the most incredible time. Mm-hmm. COVID was a time where I went into my like fucking space in my head. Mm-hmm. Who do I want to be? How mm-hmm. do I want to show up? What steps can I take today to be better tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And by realising the people I was surrounding myself with were no longer serving me Mm -hmm. was just a game changer for me. Mm -hmm. And then from then on, like if I look at my friendship group now, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. It's completely different. And when you change the people that you're with, you'll find that you change yourself. Yeah. It's it's, like it's so easy to say that and so Mm -hmm. easy to be like, oh, you know, just find new friends, find this, find... I'll be honest, like, I had no fucking friends for a long time. Mm -hmm. During COVID, I disconnected from a lot of people. I had no friends. Mm -hmm. I went to fucking work with myself. And by going work on myself and I was like, okay, this is fucking hard. And there would be days where I'd be like, oh, it'd be just nice to catch up with someone. Yeah. But I was like, nah, i got to keep doing this. And this is like, this. I'm going to fucking unleash the beast. When I do this work, there's going to be a beast with that. There's going to be a warrior that's ready to take on. And... Yeah, that's, I feel that that's the case. Like I've found mm-hmm. my tribe, I've found my brothers, I've found the people that serve me, I've found everything that I need in life for me to be where I am now Yeah, and I'm just ready to conquer, yeah. And I think like if there's anyone who's listening who's like, you know, I would like to make new friends, I think it can be a little bit scary as an adult and this is yeah. something I've had to pull myself up on because I kept saying... It's so hard to make friends as an adult. <laughs> Again, what you speak, yeah. you're putting the energy out there exactly. and that's what you're going to manifest. And then you look for the confirmation bias of that. So I would say, oh, it's so hard to make friends as an adult. And then I wouldn't make any friends. But like, because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm looking for. I'm yeah. looking to not be able to make new so friends. True. So I have switched that. And I mean, if I think, oh, you know, I had to move back from Indonesia at the start of COVID and if I think about my the people that I have in my corner now I have the friends that I've always had but I also actually have quite a few new friends yeah. so why do I keep think like you know why do I keep saying it's hard to make friends as an yeah. adult no it's not it's not and you can go and make new friends yeah. as an adult I will be your friend <laughs> <laughs> if you want me. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> but you can. There are other people out there with the same mindset, the same likes, yep. the same, you know, they like doing the same activities. You just have to be open and willing to look for them yep. and put yourself into um, circumstances and environments where those people might be. You know, if you sit and <laughs> this is what I also say about, like, I'm single. So I'm like... 
Are you putting yourself out there on this podcast? Are you like, hey guys, I'm single. My name's Lisa. If I sit at home on my couch every Saturday night, I'm probably not going to find that person there because yeah. if someone knocks on my door and is like, hello, I'm here, I love you. Just randomly on a Saturday that night. That is not okay because you shouldn't know where I live. But it's a... <laughs> Yeah, like just the word like yeah. you listen to the word connection and just like you connect to it. 
Yeah. If you say connection, you're like, holy shit. Like, yeah. We're that. meant to do I that. feel that. We're not meant to be lone wolves out there. We're supposed to form connections with people. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people can find themselves in positions where they are very lonely. Yeah. And I just, you know, I encourage you if you are feeling that way to, you know, be comfortable in being uncomfortable and, you know, yes. come down and join a, a session like the one that you guys run down at Henley and just know that you'll be held in that space. There's no judgment. It's a very like loving environment and that there will be people there who are so pleased to meet you and to form that connection with you. And, you know, you don't have to feel lonely. There are people out there. And I love that you said that because there's so many people that come for this first session and they're super nervous and Mm. they're unsure of who they're going to meet or, how the session's going to go because they've never done breath work or meditation and then you say the ice bath and they're like, there's no I'm going in that. Yeah. And they finish this next session and there's a few people that have been coming from the time that we started. So the past six months, this one, three, four people have been coming to every single session and the first session they were shit scared. Mm. They were like, oh, I can't do this. Like, I'm going to be coming by myself. That's weird. No. Yeah. I'd say... 70% of people come alone. Yeah. So if you are on the fence of coming and you're like, oh, I don't have anyone to come with, trust me, yes, you'll come alone, but you're going to be living with so many powerful and deep, deep connections Yeah. that will really shift your perspective. I love that. Yeah. I still need to come down and join. You do. <laughs> you do. Here I am preaching. <laughs> you're like, it's the best thing to yeah. do. So I'm going, okay. I've been very busy at the start of this uh, year. Here we go. When are you coming down? Um, well, I wanted to come when both of you will be there and Kane will be back. two weeks. All right. Let's look at the date. I'm going to do this right now. You're going to do this right now. You're locking it in. So that I can't do, so I can't do the 12th because I've got the wedding on the 11th. So I can do the f- f- fourth. Fourth? Yeah, fourth. Uh, well, no, no, that's this weekend. The 18th. 18th. Why is there something in my calendar there? No. Are we locking in 18th? 18th. Locked I'll be in. there on the 18th. Locked in. So Lisa's coming down and you're not <laughs> listening. And this it's episode like... will come out potentially this Wednesday. So plenty of, Ooh. plenty of, um, what's what I'm looking for? No, <laughs> plenty of um, prior knowledge and notice for anyone who wants to come and join us. So I will be down there on that date. Amazing. 100%. Amazing. Lovely. So for anyone that's curious, we are on socials, yeah. Instagram, man at man dot on purpose, man mm-hmm. on purpose. We run the sessions and it's called Super Saturdays. And then we also have our women's retreat coming up mm-hmm. on the 12th and our men's circle coming up on the 26th, which are both super powerful experiences. Mm-hmm. I suggest coming down to Super Saturdays to just enjoy the one hour of stillness. Mm-hmm. And then if you feel that that's, you get the calling to come down for more and do a deeper journey, deep dive mm-hmm. into your own work and four hours off some deep healing, then mm-hmm. I highly encourage anyone listening to come down and experience that as well. Definitely. And I will um, obviously tag uh, yourself and um, Man on Purpose Amazing. in the show notes as well. And if anyone maybe wants to work with you on mindset coaching, how can they contact you? I'm on socials. So Instagram, Stefan Supic, S-T-E-F-A-N-S-U-P-I-C. And you'll see me. Yes. You'll see me there. I'll be there. Definitely. And you can find, you'll be able to find him on all of my socials as well for Amazing. high tide, low tide. So Incredible. This has been incredible. I love this chat. As all have I. It's been super chill. It's been deep diving into some deep stuff, which is I love talking about it and I'm so glad that you're so open to 
having me on this experience and of having me on this podcast. So I'm super grateful for you and super grateful for everyone listening. Thank you for taking the time to be here, to be with yourself, to listen, mm-hmm. to experience and trust yourself and trust your journey. That's really what I can say. Be you, do you and just conquer. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much, so, so much for joining. Thank you. Sorry about the mishap last week. No, that's all good. We're all good. That's why we're here today. The yes. universe didn't need us last week. No, I was waiting for Stefan to rock up at my house one day and I hadn't given him, had not given him my address. So <laughs> just supposed to show where my brain was at that time. But guys, seriously, I am so certain that you will have taken so much out of today's episode. Please don't be afraid to reach out to either of us on socials if you've got any questions or if you want to come down and join us at Henley Beach for Super Saturdays on February the 18th. Was it 18th? I don't know. What yes, 18th. 18th. It was 18th. the 18th. Yes. Saturday 18th. Come on down, come and join me. It'll be my first time there as well. So you don't have to worry about rocking up alone because your old friend Lisa will be there too. And also just a quick side note, my inboxes are open. So if anyone does want to reach out, whether it be a personal experience or something you learn or something that may have come up for you during this conversation, I'd love to hear your story and see what what your lessons were from it. Yeah, so. definitely. And it's it's good for us to, you know, hear how an episode may have impacted sure. you and, you know, what you enjoyed about it or maybe... Hated about it. <laughs> you were going to say, I'll say it for you, what you enjoyed or what you hated about oh, it. Please don't tell me what you hated about it. I'm too sensitive. <laughs> you message that. me. If you hate this, this yeah. podcast, you message me. Stay kick yeah, Lisa out of it. Don't send it <laughs> to me. She did a great job. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. I know you've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed it. So thank you so much again for taking the time out to listen to it. And I'll see you next week. Doei! If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave me a five-star review. Even better, if you know someone who might benefit from listening to it, please tell them all about it. You'll find more information from today's episode in the show notes. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on High Tide, Low Tide, please email me at lisa, spelled L-E-E-S-A, at hightidelowtideau.com or DM me on Instagram at hightidelowtideau. See you next time.